So as I got these notes from the children at Hubbard, it got me thinking about the importance of the ministry of preparation. Today, uh, we heard scriptures from the prophet Malachi, a scripture often read in Advent about the importance of John the Baptist's ministry preparing the way for Christ. And um, our scripture from Luke was from the words of Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, who was prompted to break out into praise at the incredible way that God works after John the Baptist's birth. Zechariah burst into joy about what God was doing and preparing through his child in this beautiful kind of climax of his song of praise. Because of God's deep compassion, the dawn from heaven will break upon us to give light to those who are sitting in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide us on the path of peace. And uh, we have received that incredible dawning of the, of the light and the birth of Christ. And so I, I, I wonder a little bit with you why each year uh, during this season we don't sing Christmas songs, but we, we take time and do Advent. And I think it's because uh, God still needs preparers in the world, clearing the way for people to get developed in a relationship with the God of love. Uh, Zechariah is kind of an interesting story. He was a priest, an elderly person, his wife Elizabeth. He was uh, in the temple regularly, and it says that he had been praying for a while that his wife would have a child. She was already quite elderly, they both were, and so it kind of looked like this was not going to happen, but one day he was in the temple burning incense, and an angel appeared to him and said, Zechariah, your wife is going to have a child, and he's going to have this important role of preparation, and you should name him John. And, and Zechariah, you would think of all people, would believe an angel. But Zechariah kind of hesitated and, and was questioning, and, and the angel said, well, uh, because you've not believed, I'm, you're going to be silenced for, until this happens. And so Zechariah came out of the temple uh, n mute for the rest of the time until the child was born. Well, Mary, uh, Elizabeth did indeed become pregnant, and she, um, as she gave birth to the child, not having any feedback from Zechariah at all, they asked her what should he be named. And although there was no one in the family named John, she came up with the name John. And that's when Zechariah's kind of lips were opened and he came forth in praise. Now, Zechariah had this role in preparation, but I saw even all these layers of preparation going in to the work that he was doing. And it takes a lot of preparation because, in some ways, the good news of God's creative power and love and mercy is almost too good to be true. You know, um, some of you may have experienced, as I did, the need uh, as your kids get older and they start having some purchasing power and also some uh, lot more freedom, you uh, 
My, my son was always tempted by the deal that seems too good to be true. So you have to teach him, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. If it seems that way, it probably is. And, and that's kind of an important part of maturity in life. But as Christians, we know there are some things, God's things, that are almost too good to be true, but they are. And so there's a work of preparation that we need to do to help people know that. So uh, I had some interesting promptings from God to be involved in the Hubbard uh, School. It, I uh, really wanted to always be involved with school children. I've tried every place I've been. Uh, right after I got to King Avenue and said I wanted to include in this ministry uh, developing community partnerships, I got a Facebook message from someone I hadn't heard from in ages. We didn't know each other extremely well, but he'd worked at my mother's restaurant. And uh, he said he was contacting me because he wanted my mother's chocolate cake recipe uh, to make for his son's birthday. So I, I, in, in the midst of saying, yeah, I think I can find that recipe, uh, what's up with you? He says, well, uh, you know, I'm a teacher. I, I had heard that. I, I've been teaching for 17 years one place, but I'm switching to a new school, a Hubbard school. And I said, oh, where's, where's Hubbard? And I found out it's the closest school to King Avenue, uh, just a mile from there. And it was just opening up newly, or reopening again. And so I said, hey, you know what? I'll get you the cake recipe if you get me into that school. <laughs> and so I did. The week before they even opened for classes, I met the principal and walked around the building. And there's hardly been a week since then when I haven't been in that building. And lots of other King Avenue people have been there with me over the times. And we've helped in material ways, coats and all kinds of things. But I have to admit there have been times when I've been a little bit discouraged, not sure it's making an impact. But uh, preparation is something that you just need to keep at. And uh, God's timing is not ours. So uh, I wanted to just analyze a little bit about this preparation stuff in light of the wonderful notes we got from the children. I'm, I'm going to focus in on a couple of them. So how is it in this world that we prepare a way for Christ? How many of us feel called to be evangelists? So not so many, although evangelists are important. <laughs> But if you can't be an evangelist, you can be a preparer, and I'm going to show you how. You can start out by meeting a physical need. You know, we had uh, many hands helping create this lovely, uh, lovely feast here. And a lot of the children wrote a lot of things, but this one just focused in, thank you, Thank you. That food was a blessing to me. The food, the abundant food. Thank you. You know, when uh, the children were here, we noticed that uh, several of them said to different volunteers, uh, if I don't eat all this food on my plate, can I take it home with me? Food insecurity 
is very real. In the Columbus City Schools, you know, now uh, there are uh, free lunch and breakfast for all the children, which is wonderful. But that also means that the teachers and the principals no longer see who qualifies for free and reduced lunch, which means they don't know which households may need even more. I'm trying to work with the principal on that, figure out if there's a way we can help. But food, just meeting a physical need. Meet a spiritual need. That's not necessarily as vaunted or elevated as it sounds. Do you know companionship, friendship, those things are real spiritual needs. And one of the things that we helped with, um, thanks, Rhonda. I, I, one of the things that we realized uh, is that uh, being thankful is uh, a spiritual need. It connects us uh, to an important spiritual practice. And so during our Thanksgiving feast, we talked about being thankful, and although this was a civic partnership, and so we did not pray, but we read a Thanksgiving poem, and we gave them opportunity to think about things thankful, and they got the message. Look at that. Be thankful, and then he practically has the whole menu there on the other side. <laughs> this little guy went a little farther. I think that this reads in second grade, uh, always supposed to be thankful book. Look at that little guy who looks so happy. And then he wrote a whole book, I'm thankful for my Pokemon cards and my tablet for backbends, my mom and dad, food, my family, dad, my life, anime, the fun activities. And then I think he tried to draw those things like in anime format, kind of. An important part of preparing the way is loving people as they are and respecting difference. Not everybody had a beautiful, perfect day that day. Uh, there was someone who bit into a roll and it became bloody and they lost a tooth. And then there was someone else who had a little small throw up and <laughs> Bill, our resident saint, he really is a resident saint, uh, took care of that. And then someone didn't like trying new foods, uh, but listen to the honesty in this. Dear King Avenue Church, the pie tasted bad, but I didn't care. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I didn't try most of the food. <laughs> and look at how dark that sky is. But you know what? He felt loved and accepted enough he could say what he was thinking. That's a good thing. People need to be allowed to be themselves. Let your light and love shine. Have fun and be joyful. Um, one of the best witnesses Christians can do is to be joyful. So we had fun with the children. And there's something that brings energy into a room about fun. So we gave them things they liked. I like your feast and your games like bingo, dancing, the food, the reading, love, Harry. Here, I like the turkey and the mashed potatoes. Don't like the stuffing. I like the green beans. Also, I like the games. My favorite is coloring. And look, she put a cross in there. Although we did not do anything religious in that uh, gathering, 
and the children went into the basement, never even came into the sanctuary. A lot of them put crosses in there because they knew where it was coming from. And look at the joy in this one. I love the games and the food. She looks, those little drawings are so, so expressive. Thank you for the food and for playing with us. And the pie was good. <laughs> I'm thankful for having fun. Offer relationship. Things can be bridge, bridgeways, but ultimately, we all want to be connected in relationships that are loving. I love turkey. I love pie. I love you. I love feast. Rodrigo. Um, I don't know if you noticed in one of the, the pictures, there was uh, about this uh, relationship. There was a, a little boy who drew a picture, a beautiful picture of the church and, or, and a landscape. And then on the inside of the card, he wrote, five, find five hearts hidden in this. And he had drawn little tiny hearts in, five of them. He was trying to offer us fun back. So sweet. Offer connection to something larger than ourselves. You know, multiculturalism is a wonderful thing. But one of the downsides of it is that there are fewer things that people feel all part of something in a big community. So creating ways for people to feel connected to people and also to the transcendent that is larger than ourselves. So this little Jackson guy, I think he got it. He, he had this note with, um, you know, mashed potatoes and turkey and green beans and, and thank us for the, thanks for the feast. But then this is the picture he did. I love this picture. Um, you know, my husband Rick loves uh, to look out the window at night at the moon. And honestly, I never really noticed the moon that much until we were married. And um, I like to go stand by and look at the full moon and the different phases of the moon with him. And it's just like awesome. And I think Jackson here is in that same kind of pose with only looking at the world. And this is real moral development. He's like, he took all of the things that he was loving and liking, and then he said, oh, the world is really cool. Be an ambassador for Christ and Christ Church. We really respect the public school as a place of, that is uh, non-sectarian. Um, but we engage and are not ashamed of who we are. We just are who we are, where we are, and... In that way, kids get the message. They know kind of who we're being connected to. So love church. I love this one. Uh, thank you for the food and pie and love that church. <laughs> and then I think love aisle. I think she means love all. Love all of y'all. <laughs> Bye. Lastly, be patient and trust God. Um, God's time frame is not ours. We can all plant seeds, preparing the way for people to recognize the advent of God's love.
And in this one, thank you for the games and the food, King Ave Church. You did not have to do it. See how she erased that and then came back and wrote that in really big. You did not have to do it. To me, this is a profound statement of an awareness of grace. It's really the most fundamental religious impulse there is. God, you sent your son to share our biological frailty, our mortality, our alienation, our brokenness, our misunderstanding. And you didn't have to do it. You did it to make us aware of the abiding power and transcendent power of your love and life. You didn't have to do it. Thank you. You're nice. Amen. Be preparers. <laughs>